What is grace? Grace is community. Grace is passion. Grace is for everyone. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, and visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim, so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of the Lord had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So Samuel went and lay down again. But the Lord then called him again and said, Samuel. So Samuel got up and he went to Eli a second time. And he said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord and that the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord then called Samuel again a third time. And again Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went, and he lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, and calling as before, said, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. It's now time for our sermon. God does ask a lot of us all the time. He wants us to be reverent. He wants us to love him. He loves us. He asks us to pray, and he even had Jesus teach us how to pray. God wants us to follow the golden rule. He wants us to be kind, to be generous, to love. To, one, to love one another as he loves us. He asks us to honor our mothers and fathers, to not lust or want, or to use his name in vain, or take false idols, or to kill. He asks a lot of us because he loves us. And because if we follow his commandments and expectations, he knows that we will have spiritually rewarding lives that are filled with the goodness that goodness brings. 
God does ask a lot, but you know what? Most of the time, we do as he wishes. We do live good, good lives, and we do follow his rules, and we love, and we give in many ways. We do this for many reasons, because we love God, and we respect God, and cherish, and greatly value his love. God asks a lot, and we give a lot. But sometimes God asks, and we don't hear, or we choose not to listen. We give the Lord a lot, but sometimes he asks for more, just like we do. We have been given plenty, but who among us hasn't asked God for more? We do this all the time, but when he asks us, do we listen? In 1 Peter chapter 4, the scripture reads, Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. This is God asking us for a little, little more. He's asking us to serve him by serving others. He needs us to serve with the talents we have. But sometimes, as I said, we close the door to God's requests, and we probably close the door more than we realize. And we're fortunate that God doesn't keep score. But he does know as do we when we fail to answer his call. Three years ago, I was given one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given. And I've been given a lot. Wonderful parents, a great family, a loving wife who's my best friend, three wonderful sons, a great career, friends, health, happiness. Who could ask for more? And yet we do. I do all the time. Now, that gift I was given wasn't anything tangible. It was more, well, God gave me the opportunity to relive a dream and having some of my youth restored. And that was three years ago when I was 50. And when you're 50 and you're given a gift like that, well, that's some gift, a little bit of youth. Three years ago, I started playing baseball again. Not softball, which I also love, but baseball, like the game the Yankees play baseball. Three years ago, I started pitching in a baseball league, throwing just as the big leaguers do, a little white ball as hard as I can with the hopes of getting the batters out. I fell in love with baseball when I was eight years old, and it's been one of the loves of my life ever since. I don't think a minute passes by where I don't think of baseball in some capacity. And God gave me another gift, a rubber arm I can throw inning after inning, week after week, and, well, I can just keep doing it. But as you know, I also love to share God's word because I love God, and I love preaching and sharing his message. Writing and delivering sermons brings me closer to God. I'm always rewarded for going on this spiritual journey. But sometimes I don't hear God's call, or sometimes I choose to ignore it. Reverend Neville reached out to me last March and asked me to preach. He knows I love to do this. I'm sure when he reached out, he said, or he expected me to say, an enthusiastic, yes! But instead, when he told me the date, April 11th, 
I said, no, absolutely not, unequivocally, no way. It was opening day, and I was the pitcher. I love God, but I love baseball too. And in this exchange, the little white ball easily won the argument. Sometimes we close the doors to God. Now I'll share a little secret right here. Even when I'm playing baseball, I'm not very far from God. Before each inning on the pitcher's mound, I kneel down and I dust off the rubber with my hand. Well, that's what it looks like I'm doing, but what I'm really doing is quietly praying. I tell God that I love him. I ask him to watch over all of us everywhere. And I also pray sincerely that the batter doesn't hit a line drive right at me. I couldn't wait for opening day. Although I did start to feel a sense of remorse and regret for saying no to God's simple request. I started to think about being in heaven someday and running into Jesus and having him glance at me with a disappointing look and a shake of the head and having him say, really? Opening day? Come on. As the days passed, I felt more and more regret for my decision. When God calls, we need to listen. And he called, and I didn't listen. I felt bad about saying no. So I reached back out to Reverend Neville, and I said, if you ask me again, I will not say no. You know, Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Now, God is not vengeful or spiteful or mean. He loves us unconditionally and always. But he does have a sense of humor. On April 11th, it rained. It rained a lot. There was no game. So Reverend Neville reached back out to me and he said, will you preach? I said, of course. And he said, what day? And he said, May 30th. For this one, I had to laugh. I said, I can't. It's closing day. And I didn't feel badly about saying no this time, for May 30th was the day of Ethan's graduation at Lafayette College. God the Father knows how important it is to be a father. Still, it rained that day too. Opening days and closing days and opening and closing doors to God. God asks us in many ways. He gives us the free will to make choices. There are many temptations in this world. Glory and wealth, prestige, fame, honor. Sometimes the temptation's just a little white ball with red stitches. Jesus explained this when speaking in a different situation, but the point remains the same. He reminded us to render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And to render unto the Lord the things that are his. Sometimes we forget how much of us is God's. We are his creation. The goodness and the glory and the love and the light. Everything that we are, are his. We need to render our gifts, not to the Caesars of this world, or ourselves, but back to him. 
God asks, do we listen? Now, when God asks, he asks in quiet ways, simply. He doesn't talk to us with a thundering voice from heaven or through a burning bush. And I'll be honest, if he asked in those ways, I wouldn't have said no. If a burning bush appeared and he said, Paul, will you preach? I know it's opening day. I'd say, of course. Burning bushes capture our attention. But that's not how he asks. He asks in quieter ways. Ways that make us think about our answers and our decisions and our choices. In the Song of Deborah, in the Old Testament, in the book of Judges, it reads, When the people offer themselves, praise the Lord. That's how we bring glory to God, our Father, by listening to his quiet requests and by being there and by being present for him. There is a baseball game going on in Ridgewood right now that I could be pitching in. There's a big part of me that wants to be out on that mound. Make no mistake about that. But I'm here with you, sharing God's word, because God asked. And this time, I listened. Amen. For everything happening at Grace check out our website at gumc.org.